Hey guys, good evening. I don't know what happened to the intro. I, <laughs> I set it up and it's not where in the folder it's supposed to be in. I've been having some weird things happen with this laptop. Uh, yesterday, Photoshop completely disappeared, like it never existed on my system. And I was having issues um, shutting it down. It wouldn't let me shut shut the computer down or anything. I had to do like 57 restarts and up, up, you know, update from Microsoft and all this other stuff. So I don't know what the hell is going on. All I know is it should have been sent because it told me it was sent. So whatever. Okay. Anyway, I want to welcome everybody. It's Friday. My name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour unless I disappear. Uh, I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team. I'm trying to see what happened to that thing. It's killing me. Um, I won't be happy till I see what's happened to it, and Corel's not opening up, so I, I give up today. Okay, anyway, I'm the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team based out of Sacramento, California. We're 45 strong up and down the state, which means if you have a paranormal issue or you think you might have a paranormal issue, we can get to you. Yeah, and if we can't get to you in time, because it's a, it's a big state, right? We have mediums on staff who can phone you and talk to you about your paranormal issues. Okay, that being said, again, my name is Charlotte. I'll be your host. Tonight is Friday. It's Nancy Matt's Friday. We've got a great show set up for you. And look at that. I forgot, I forgot my ticker tape thing. Here you go. Whoops, ticker tape. There you go. Okay. It's the magic tape. Okay. <laughs> and I'd like to welcome everybody. If you're watching from Facebook and you like what you see, Oh, Corel just zapped me. Hang on. <laughs> it's just one of those days, right? Maybe I named it something weird. Let me look real quick, see if I named this something weird, because it should be right here. This is Bob. I'm one of these people that if I don't look at it, it's gonna it's gonna bug me for the whole show. Oh, of course. It was there. I'm sorry. I didn't name it when I thought I named it. Duh. Okay. That's what I get. It's there. I just thought I named it something else. All right. So uh <laughs> now I'm happy. I can go on with the show now. If you're watching from Facebook, ignoring what happened just now, and you like what you see, please be sure to hit that like button. And if you haven't done so already, please follow. Also, if you're watching from YouTube and you like what you see, please hit those happy faces and the hearts and the like buttons because that puts us up higher in the algorithm so people can, can see us. Okay? So uh, please do that. And lately, we've been doing pretty good over YouTube, so I'm thinking you guys are doing that. Okay? Also, if you haven't uh, subscribed already on YouTube, please do so. Uh, I've got five, almost, almost 600 videos over there, all on different varying topics. I'm a journalist. I do not like to be on the same topic all the time, so I will vary the topics. Like the last couple of days, we've had some different types of shows on, okay? All right, so oh, my allergies, everything's so blurry right now. So I have an adventure to talk about before we start the show. Um, <laughs> I work nights. And I usually go to bed around 4 in the morning, and I'll get up around 10. You know, I get a few hours sleep, but I'm exhausted. I always wonder why I'm exhausted during the day. That's why. And uh, today was no different. And so I got up at uh, 12 and fell back asleep. I mean, that's just the way it is. I didn't go to bed till 6. Anyway, so when I got up, I thought, well, I'm going to have dinner before the show. So I go in the kitchen, stagger in the kitchen, all tired, and I grab a bowl, put, you know, put it on the counter. Reached up, grabbed some tuna, went over, opened it up with a can opener, and uh, got you know got a spoon, you know, drained it, got a spoon, scooped it out in the bowl. Then I got you know went over, and got my mayonnaise. So I'm just about to put mayonnaise into the tuna, getting ready. You know, I'm going to mix it up and all that for my sandwich. And I happen to look at the can, 
and it said friskies. That's how tired I was today. That's right. It said friskies. Good thing I caught it, or it would have been. I would have. I would have pondered at how weird the tuna tasted. So if you're half asleep, do not. You know, and then don't store your your, your tuna cans with your cat food. That's that's the moral of the story. Okay. On that note, I'm going to bring Nancy in and uh, get this show on the road. Here we go. I can barely hear you. How about if I put the arm down? <laughs> better. I I actually not very tired though. I had a busy day. I'm doing the summer to winter, the winter to summer, uh, goodwill type of thing, and it's not fun. And then women, we want tendency to keep what we didn't get to wear last year, just because right. life got busy. Yeah, it's a fun day. Well, we on, uh, you got cats. You had to have done it somewhere along the line, and reached never got the wrong damn can. Actually, I was going to make a comment that the cats' frisky cans are in the I call the yellow room, and it's where all this okay. stuff is, plus some storage. And Larry uh, likes canned tuna, and he mm -hmm. opened up a can, and the cats didn't eat it, and so he put it on the counter. And I went, "Oh, that smells so good." I thought, what is what is he eating? I'm gonna go look, and I was actually kind of like, oh my god, it's it's cat food, and it smells that good. Oh my gosh, you know, I could see where someone would not know what to do about that. I'm off I was that close. I was that close to putting that first glob of mayonnaise in that puppy. Well, the cats eat it. Can't be that. Actually, I can remember hearing stories about some really old folks that don't have enough money and they do eat the cat food and the dog absolutely. food absolutely so it does it does happen uh when i was growing up <laughs> dixie if you hear me say this don't laugh um spirit lady now uh when i was growing up we had neighbors and they had a boy and a girl and the kids liked the dog biscuits oh, and boy. they were always eating the dog biscuits i don't know if dixie and bob knew <laughs> But I remember that little shape like a like a dog bone, and they yeah. just womp away at those. And I never really, I never tried one. But I remember thinking, well, the dogs eat it. I just because I didn't want it. Just me. There was there was one Christmas Eve because I go to Karen. Well, I haven't done that in the last couple of years, but I used to go with mom to Karen's apartment <laughs> to celebrate Christmas. Yeah, with gifts, yeah. you know, and cookies and the whole schmear. And one year we get over there, and my sister's watching this. She's either gonna laugh or really pissed at me. Um, I get my mom over there. We got her a nice little chair. You know, we got we got her bundled up and all that. And Karen says, well, come come get cookies. We got cookies over here. So I go over there and I see this jar full of these really cool Christmas looking cookies. So I grab one. I give it to my mother. And my mother eats it. And thinks it's not cocoa. <laughs> Your mom, and I love goes, it. Her eyes get like saucers and she goes, oh, those are the dog cookies. <laughs> Your mother was probably enjoying them. I could see this happening. <laughs> You know what? I love it. I love these stories. And uh, but we ha we need to get on our topic tonight. I oh I know. I Let's get rocking and rolling with this puppy. Story <laughs> to tell. Yeah. Okay. Obviously so I've obviously I've rested. You're you caught up on your okay. okay. <laughs> and did you ever get your can of tuna? Maybe we should finish the story. I did. did I got my can of tuna. Funny, I got the correct can, and I actually made, made my sandwich. But... <laughs> 
I was just about to drop in there because I didn't even have my nose and stuff because of my allergies. So I didn't even smell it, you know. So my oh, see that's drop that, uh, that's, drop, drop that spoon fill full in there, and then I realized that doesn't have the same coloring as a tuna can. And it's interesting on the side. Well, you know, some oh. of the cat, you know, salmon, mackerel, and mackerel, oh, and yeah. all these others. I love fish. So when he had that can open, I thought, and the cats are not very smart. They should be eating it for the oil, yeah. and they prefer yeah. the dry. So we've had a oh, so do little mine. bit mine of don't a, like it either. Yeah, they're we're having a battle. The smellier, the better. But my young cats are okay with it. My my females, they're okay yeah. with it. But the male cats are used to dry, so they don't want to touch it. The other thing is yeah. the smell. Even with the smell, my father loves sardines, uh, canned sardines. Yeah. So even with the cat food, even if I could smell it, I would have thought, oh, it smells really good. It smells like sardines almost, you know, and <laughs> it wouldn't bother me. Oh, that's not it. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't like We're being talking off about inside. miracles today. We're talking about miracles today. And <sighs> I have a good friend. It's a miracle you showed up tonight. I tell you, I turned it on and, you know, these are, <laughs> we're talking about miracles because last week, um, I don't want to get off track. I do want to tell the story of your friend. Yes. And uh, yes, we'll get to that. I want to kind of pre, hi, Jerry uh, and Marissa. Oh, the kids are coming into the room. Uh, I guess we want to go to places. We're going to talk about miracles with a large yes. M. We're yes. going to talk about miracles with a small M. And yes. I was actually flabbergasted in my world. I call everything, that's a miracle. And I have a couple stories about me. It's always fun to hear about. I've always been a really quiet person and I don't talk about myself, but this gets me a little platform and maybe kids, kids, people would want to know why I got into this. I've already explained about the cancer. Um, in 87, right. the divorce, six months, yeah, I got into this. and But there's other stories. And I, I have another story of a friend, someone in my family. But anyway, um, I was kind of flabbergasted, not because I don't know about angels and the God force and all the sons of God. And there is one female angel, archangel. And I had to really look for her name. I can't pronounce it. Everybody starts with an A. But I... Uh, I did look it up and I did some research because I thought like maybe people don't know much about angels or miracles, but a lot of times the the, uh, uh, the story of miracles is contributed to how strong is your faith? Mm-hmm. Um, and and if you, uh, let, me, let me go back to the beginning. Miracle, let me tell you, I will name the author of some of the words I'm repeating. And I will kind of jumble around so it's not like I'm uh, stealing a show. Uh, information from another website, not getting credit. I will. But I kind of hit and miss a couple different sites because I wanted a little better base. So yeah. Google is wonderful. Um, a miracle is an event that is inexplicably natural or scientific. Oh, that didn't make sense. A miracle is an event that is inexplicably by natural or scientific laws and according gets attributed to some supernatural or godly force. And I, um, yes, we do know um, stories of magnificent things happening. And then we hear of stories where a dam broke in 18 something and killed 1200 people. That's mm-hmm. terrible. Why, where is the balance there? Cause those people were God fearing people. And at the top of my, mind right now i read up on that earlier i went wow look at that or the two hundred forty thousand people that died christmas 2004 
where's the miracles? Well, there was some miracles. There were some people that did uh, live. And, uh, and there was movies about families that survive. Is that a miracle? You know, the, there's a point where we don't know what, what a miracle really is because we want those miracles in our life. And we call those small imps. Now, the big ones, or like the three children, the South Madonna, that's a miracle. But do we live a life? Do we live our life expecting to see the Madonna? Or do right. we see the figure? There is a, I apologize, I've been wanting to capture these clips. And there was a clip, a video of a woman who put her camera against the, the glass in an airplane. Did anybody see this? Raise your hand. Yeah. <laughs> and and she got home. You saw it. She got home and had the film developed. And the yeah, the the group of people that did the developing called her up, said it's ready, but we want to talk to you. And she got down there and they had this is just this last couple of days, everybody. And the picture was in black and white and in color, but the one that could be seen so clearly was a Christ figure in the clouds, like 15 stories tall blended into the background of the clouds in the midst of the storm. So what the women, there was a couple of women there and they held hands and they prayed because during this travels in the clouds, lightning, thunder, a lot of jostling near the plane. I mean, clearly I'd be afraid too because I don't travel very well. <laughs> Has nothing to do with it. I'm afraid I'm going to pass dire from crash. No, it's just getting from here to there. I just can't keep my stomach calm. Anyway, these women prayed that even though there's turbulence and it could be dangerous, there's a calm the hearts of the people on the plane. And they they prayed and they said, let these people have peace. And they all calmed down. And then they said, to get to our destination, please calm the clouds. And it did. Something happened where the clouds stopped the thunder and the roaring and they calmed down and the woman put a camera against the glass and there was the Christ figure in the clouds. Wow, that's a miracle. You know what? What? If I'm on an airplane, I'm in the middle of like clouds like that. I wouldn't know how to take the figure because I wouldn't know if it if it was a good thing that he's going to calm things down or if he's coming to get me. You know what I mean? Well, so uh, wondering what was going to happen. You have taken contents that the women had prayed that the people in the plane would calm down. Right, right. And right, if right. you watch the video, there was a video of them. Yes, yes. In the plane, everybody was calm, and then they prayed to the divine in a humble. Remember that word, humble in a humble manner. Please calm the clouds down so we can get to our destination. Set other words in there. Right. And the, and the clouds just parted. They just moved aside for them. So that's when you put the camera against the glass. And you right. saw the picture. Everybody just look on uh, Christ yeah, in the it's clouds. Really a cool, it's a really cool picture. It's a really cool picture. And in and, and the definition of what I looked up, that would be a miracle. We can't all have those miracles. What about the 240,000 people that died? When they wish they'd had a miracle, what what was right. the miracle that the right. that the a whole ocean upchucked and everybody died? I mean, where do we call that miracle? I want to remind you of another picture that I saw, and it's a 14 year old girl, and she is very very ill in the hospital, and somehow somebody in the ward saw this light, and they took a picture. They were looking up in the mirror, and they took saw light by the door and they turned mm -hmm. and took a picture though they couldn't see it and there was a bright light shaped like a human being at her door and this 14 year old girl um mentally um she's i don't know what condition she had but she's one of those that can't learn very easily and 
she had some mental problems and whatever, whatever. And she was expected to die and she did not. And the family said, this is a miracle. Mm -hmm. Is this a miracle with a big M or a little M? Because she right. was singled out, she was healed. And I'm not gonna put my mind to that little girl, but how about the Indian girl that was shot in the face? And now she's oh, an advocate yeah. for women's rights. Yep. Was hers a miracle that she lived? Was that a big M or a little M? Don't know for sure. And why can't people who have children that are dying get a miracle mm -hmm. to save the child? Right. And and when you have your life, I want to, okay, so the four types of miracles. Majority are faith healings. And this one surprised exorcism, resurrection, and control over nature. Remember the Christ figure in the clouds? That is it. But it was based on the faith of the Christ figure, control over nature. Remember, I in a Christian, a Christian country, if I lived in another country and had another deity, what I've seen that deity in the clouds. What what is our faith based on and who we expect to see? I think that's really important to think about. And then the next sentence says, you cannot have a miracle without faith. And that's why I said, we have the Christ figure, but in other countries, they have another deity that they pray to. So that faith is based on the important figure in their religion. So you cannot have was, a miracle I, without that faith. I was just thinking about something, and it may not even be a miracle. It, it's, kind, it's kind of along that line that happened to my father. <laughs> this family has nothing but comic stuff. And my father was never a real big believer in the church or anything like that. But he was due for this this this, this heavy-duty surgery. And three days before the surgery, we go out for Chinese food. Oh, I know this. Yes. And we're sitting there. We get, we get our fortune cookies, and we're all reading them. And my father all of a sudden turns really white. And we said, well, what is it? And he says, well, mine says you're, you'll soon be crossing the great waters. Oh, no. What the hell does that mean? And then right then, his the the, the red brick of God hit him. <laughs> you know, he got religious real fast. Last week's topic, everybody. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, <laughs> just occurred to me when you were talking about faith. You know, that has to do uh -huh. with, it has to do with your faith. And if you know him, he he had he had faith, but not heavy faith. He's right, like right, not like your mom. And, mm -hmm. Yeah, and it took that. It took that to, for him to go, okay, you know, this is a message from somebody telling me I better get it together before I go into surgery. <laughs> if you knew him, everybody, this is a profound <laughs> statement. Yes, yeah. I did yes. know him. Yes. So, yeah. <laughs> and mama. But the look um, on his face, though, when he pulled the fortune cookie, that was just hysterical. Was that a miracle with a small M? I'd like you to, and I apologize for not knowing these names. I was doing some research, but I got busy with, it's just a long day. The other lady I'd like to have everybody remember was a woman who was dying of cancer. Mm -hmm. And she was on, on her deathbed. And she went into a coma. And when she did, she had near-death experience. And she was shown and she was told that she would go back and be completely healed. And she was. Uh, she was an Indian lady. And, of course, I can't speak any. I'm barely able to speak English most of the time, but she was absolutely 100% cured of her illness. And she was ravaged with cancer. I had cancer stage three. I didn't get ravaged like that, but it was pretty tough. And what it does is it, it affects you psychologically, spiritually, every mm -hmm. level. 
anybody have in the room there look her up real quick i may uh not do well um okay no one's saying anything in there um char you don't know her name do you anyway you she's a lovely lady she wrote a terrific book about her experience and she is a sir now she serves she i i serve and she serves and so we we turn around our illnesses and our unfortunate circumstances and we we we're of service there's another story i'd like to bring up it's about a little boy heaven is real and oh my god little... yeah i saw that <laughs> he saw that oh, well huh it, it turned into a movie they put it into a movie and then it came out later on that maybe they had a kind of put that story together but in reality i think they backed away like, like a lot of people do they didn't have a normal life they just wanted to go away i am a spiritist minister um universal christ of the master who i studied with but became a, right. a minister of the church of living gods sedona arizona and at some point there was times when i could have made a bigger splash or done more but in reality Am I doing what I'm supposed to do? Am I of service? Right. And so we have a family that has a child and the congregation goes from 30 to 50 to thousands. What kind of life is that child going to have? And clearly the parents thought it'd be best not to have the spotlight on this child. And they kind of said, we made it up and truly not. Well, the reason I brought up the Fox sisters, a uh, spiritual um, minister is that the Fox sisters were the, three girls that heard the tappings in their home in the 1800s <clears throat> just happens that my father's mother grandmother great-grandmother came from the same area and it's my father's side of the family that allowed me to see spirit people and and do what i'm able to do so they sure. were intricate in with the fox sisters in that most northern part of new york state and i understand why the fox sisters when they one of them passed away earlier than the other two and they said they made it up because they didn't want any more publicity mm -hmm. and clearly my i don't know my family never said much about it but i knew about it it was very real to them and it started a whole movement of spiritualism so without the fox sisters we would not have pursued this and there wouldn't be branches universal right. christ of the master um Church of Living God is on East Coast, and then we have the one that's in the Northeast. Um, my mind just went blank. I can't remember. Spiritualist, uh, National Spiritualist Association mm -hmm. of America, something. And so, um, was the Fox Sisters a small M or a large M? I kind of get it not to necessarily be a large M, but I do believe they were meant to start the spiritualist movement. Absolutely. The little boy who saw heaven, and clearly, and clearly, I said again, I shouldn't have is that the little boy started talking about all the dead relatives and the child yes. that was never born to his mother. Yeah. And how can you know things like that? You can't. It's like when I talk yeah. to spirit people and they tell me secrets. <laughs> and uh, and I, I'm hearing things that I go, hmm, should I say something? You have to, because then I can never let it go. And they'll right. start laughing or they'll say, oh, how did you know that? Well, God, talking to the guy. <laughs> And so these are what we call small miracles because without my faith uh, and belief that we can do this and belief of survival, my mind wouldn't be open to hearing them, small M's. Um, so the faith is a 
factor that you have to believe you can, you have to believe it's possible. Um, I don't want to minimize the big M. How often does the big M show up? I I don't know. You know, the, um, the three children were in the field um, when the Madonna showed up. And the Madonna said, um, in October, you come to the field again, and I will show you a miracle. So when they came back, the sun moved, came closer. Well, nowadays we're getting stories. Maybe it was, Char, you want to say that word? <laughs> you know, it was, who was this? The miracle right. of the moon, the sun right. changed right. direction right. in the sky in the moment. Or did the move, the earth move? It doesn't mm -hmm. matter. The miracle was in the big M and the faith of the congregation that came today started a whole movement. Okay. There's also the, there's also well there's also the report of the of the, of the woman with her I think it was two kids during the um, tornado and they were um, in their basement I think no they were in a closet I don't think they were in a basement and the house started to rip apart around them and they looked up and they saw angels flying in and out and nothing happened to them the whole house went down and the and the closet stayed erect you're gonna have I don't know that story. Yeah, That's a I good heard story. that about what, a couple of years ago. That happened. Now, is that a large M or a small M miracle? Yeah, I don't know. Probably a large M. Don't I don't know. Think. I the whole house went and then, for, you know, the, for them. What makes them special? Yeah, I don't. You know, I, was, I don't know what makes people special for that. I don't. I used to cover um, health for three years for a newspaper I worked for, and I would run into people that had cancer, and all of a sudden it would disappear, or kids on the Make a Wish. That was another thing. I it was really. It was a depressing thing to cover because yeah. you knew these kids mm. wouldn't be getting their wish unless they were considered terminal. But there were out of the ones yeah. I covered over the years, maybe two or three have come out of it. Yeah, or they're still alive, which was not. Yeah, they're still alive. Expected. They're in remission or whatever mm. it is, and who knows? Yeah, who What's, knows how that stuff happens? And I, I wanted to start out the conversation by saying, I have very young children in my family, and I look at these precious little blue eyed blonde girls I'm so dark compared to them mm -hmm. and I go oh my god they can't be any cuter just can't be yeah. and I don't want anything to happen to them is my faith keeping them from being in trouble with it I, I don't have answers I know that we, energetically we're so powerful um, as you think social you become it's probably a true statement we design our future but I don't want right. anybody to write me and say, I'll never forget a letter I got. I was in Pharaoh's ice cream parlor, October, September, October 72. And I went in with my kids, my daughter was three, uh, to get ice cream with my sister. There was a clothing, a fabric store next door, and it was down by the airport, Sacramento, old Sacramento airport. And we sat down and, uh, Freeport, thank you. Yeah. yeah. And I was told to leave. I just got this feeling I had to leave. And I was, uh, we left. And my daughter was not very happy with me. And we got in the car, Volkswagen, of course, I've always had a Volkswagen. And she started jumping, no, no seatbelts in those years, jumping up and down. And mama, mama, mama. And I looked behind me and this big cloud. We must have left five minutes earlier. As long as it takes to get in the car, get around the block. Is that a miracle? I was talking to somebody I was supposed to live, or my daughter was, or was my son supposed to be born? We don't have answers. 
maybe I'm a service, but I don't consider myself. <laughs> yeah, I'm service, but you know, so is a housekeeper of service, and they're welcome. Thank you very much. You maybe know, you know, I, you... I just think I just think that for some people, there's a plan. There's some kind of plan. Yeah. Where you're supposed to make the world a better place or use your, your skills yeah, to help yeah. other people. And I think that's what that is. I, I think that people are pre-chosen for that. And I don't want to, I don't like, I, I absolutely agree with you, but I don't want make it sound like, wow, Nancy, you're so special. Yeah. I am so no, not special. No, it's not like that. It's just that maybe certain people that when that happens, they may not, I mean, I mean there's just something else that's going to come up in their life that's going to matter. I mean, it may even be as simple as getting married and, and, and raising healthy kids. I mean, it could be that. Or uh, adopting kids or whatever, you know, to to, to do, do something like that. But, I mean, so, it doesn't have to be something so grand as maybe what Nancy does or what I do or, 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 or you, know, you become mm -hmm. president or what the hell ever. You know, it's, it's just to, to, to produce your offspring and do your thing or, you know, and, and live a clean life or whatever. I, I do feel, and I want to go with that. Um, I was talking to somebody and they said, yeah, you're a service because of what you do, but how do you know what you do isn't going to be inherited by four generations from here and they're in space or on the moon or right. on another planet and they need right, that. Ability. Exactly. Exactly. It's not you. It's what you do. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I mean, for some reason, and it's like, I've, I've heard stories about tornadoes, you know, people that I knew in Ohio mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. In Canton, Kansas, you know, all those places where a tornado is weird. All right, let's talk about the big M and the little M. You could be sitting in your house in the middle of a tornado, and the tornado hits the house on the left of you, and the tornado hits the house on the right of you, and your house is standing with no problems. Mm -hmm. I've mean, seen pictures of that? the farmhouse with the tornado having gone around the whole house. Yeah, who's, and there's who's up there commanding the tornado what direction to go, you know? So I don't those know. are small M's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I do believe that small M's miracles happen in our lives. And I want, this is something I wanted to bring up because I have more to talk about. We got a half Go hour and right. And I want to say that each and every one of us has had synchronicities and coincide, coincide uh, synchronicity and coincidence happen all the time. Right. You need to look at that. Is that a small M miracle and who is governing us to have it happen? Now, Shar brought up the people in the closet with the angels going around. Well, that's, I believe that's real. Absolutely. Why, why would they make it up? I mean, who could make it up? They're live. And I just saw a movie on TV called 13 Minutes on a tornado event. Mm -hmm. It was the last movie with Anne Hirsch in it. Her, how do you say your name? Anne Hirsch? Yeah, it was called 13 Minutes. And it's 13 minutes preparation before the tornado hit, which is amazing. Even be able to keep your sanity after one because yeah. it evidently is terrifying to hear. Um, so I want to bring up two things because you people don't know. Uh, my husband and I, my first husband and I were able to buy a house the same year we got married and we were 19 and 20 years old. We bought a small house and over time remodeled, made it bigger. But in the first year or so, um, my in-laws bought us a bedroom set because we were young, we didn't have any hardly money. And the only way that I was set on, I had a bed where you could get off the bed and walk away or something. My husband had to get climb over me to get to his side of the bed. So 
he said, okay, I'm just going to run a jump over you. And I go, okay. And I was watching him do this. And for some reason I got the elbow in my nose right there, right there. Broke it in two different places. And over years, it kind of went, <laughs> I pictures of me <laughs> like this. And most of you know, oh, you have a cute nose. I go, it's a little nose. I had a beautiful, what you call the Indian nose. It was very straight and uh, very classical look. And over time, my nose caused me a lot of grief. So we got into running in our third, in our thirties, and we got into horses a couple of years later. And we were, we really, I really loved it. And it was the years when I could run twenty-one miles, and mm -hmm. I set up to do my first marathon December seventh, nineteen eighty-seven. But my husband in the summertime said, "I'm going to." sign it for Blue Cross. Why don't you get your nose fixed? Oh, what a great idea. And so we set it up and in the quad, the quad which is four, two offices, bottom two and top, the nose doctor was upstairs. But before I could get to the steps to the right of me was a mammogram office. So I called Kaiser up because it made me think about not thinking something was wrong. And they said, well, you're not 40 yet. We can't give you a mammogram. Okay. So month went by and I'm still dealing with my nose. <clears throat> Sorry, everybody, allergies, right? And I thought, well, I'm gonna spend $95 and have it done. I was diagnosed with stage three plus, And I was told I was six months away from making a stage four. If I hadn't gotten my nose broken 20 years earlier, because we got married in 67, 20 years later, I'm going to get my nose fixed. Downstairs was a mammogram. If it had been reversed, I would never have seen it. Mm -hmm. I was six months from the aggressive cancer I had from spreading through my entire body, which led to the divorce six months later which led to two years later, year and a half later, am I going to live to getting into this? And now I've been in this business May 4th. It'll be 33 years. I gave up a 24 year career to do this, everybody, full time. One miracle. The second miracle, we were in Arizona eight years. Wouldn't you know we moved when the, we said, when the crisis hit? We, like everybody else, we lost houses. And I, uh, the stress of that, the Graves' disease I had, they think I had it for 10 years. The Graves' disease really was really hard on me. And I knew something was wrong. And so I went to the doctor and my blood pressure at one point when I had the hospitalization was over 190, over 150. Can't, I, you know, I'm such a peaceful person to think blood pressure could be that big, but my headaches were what drove me to the doctor. So mm -hmm. they put that blood test and everything. They called me up and they said, can you go to the hospital? And I went, sure, sure. Why not? Right. And they said, oh my God, your blood sugar. Your blood sugar. Well, we've got to give you some potassium. I go, what's potassium? <laughs> well, Graves disease is a cruel thing. It not only depletes your bones of calcium, but it takes potassium from your body. So they hooked me up and anybody's had potassium drip. It's terrible. If they don't mix it just right, it felt like molten 
metal being surged through your veins. So I was back done and my daughter says, she's a nurse, and she said, oh, mom, they're not supposed to do that. A young blonde man came around. He said he was an intern and my husband was sitting next to me and he said, I just had to tell you, you were so fortunate to have gone into doctor when you did. I go, really, why? And she, he says, um, your body needs electricity and your potassium was so low that you were within a three hour window of a fatal heart attack. Yep. Big M or little M. My nose being broken 20 years earlier got me diagnosed six months before I would have been fatal. The potassium event was terrible and they got my blood pressure under control. But that event was a red brick effect. And I, I was in reserve with my son, but my husband said to me, you know, you have a daughter that's a nurse who has two children that are nurses. Would you think you should go to, to back to California? <laughs> and I went, sounds like a good idea. So I'm back in California. I, we've been here um, since 12, so, uh, February of 12. So I've been here 10 years. Kind of an interesting but, one too. Um, when my heart gave out for my heart failure, I was with a cardiologist at UC Davis and I went on my diets. I was working out, doing all this stuff, but I could not come out of heart failure no matter what I did. And she was getting really frustrated with me because this was like, well, like a year down the line. Well, the heart got well enough because it went up, I don't know, a few points who the hell knows that, that my, that my medical coverage switched me out of UC Davis and I had to go to Medi-Cal. And I was really upset because I really liked that cardiologist. I got along great with her. She's, you know, she'd yell at me and keep, well, you know how I get yelled at. I keep stay on my toes. And so I go to the new doctor and I had to go see a, a, a GP that I wasn't going to have anyway. And I was really upset that day. And mm -hmm. I remember I was crying because I, I didn't want to leave UC Davis because I knew the care I was getting there was probably the best care you can get. And the guy <laughs> said, well... I guess you're depressed. We'll, we'll, we'll have you see a psychiatrist. And I said, no, that's not why I'm depressed, not my heart. It's because I didn't want to change doctors. Anyway, long story short is I go out to the parking lot. I'm wheeling my mom out there. And I look up, and there's an angel in the cloud. Oh, 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 I and love I it. And I took a picture of it. And I said, Mom, this is a sign. I don't know what it's a sign oh. of, but this is a sign. Within three months, my heart was beating normally. I came out of heart failure. Mm, did you get to keep your doctor? Or you had to go to the GP. I I had to go to the new uh, cardiologist, but I mean, it didn't matter because. So that, what they were telling you, don't matter if you, what doctor you would have, mm -hmm. it'd be okay. I was going to come out of it, yeah. Okay, our said, the other doctor, my, my old doctor, was so frustrated with me, my old cardiologist, because I could not come out of, you know, I couldn't my, bring my heart back to normal, you know, a normal, well for being normal, you know, for a heart failure normal. But yeah, within three months, boom. But I came yeah. out. I still have a picture of that angel. Um, right. I want to talk. Uh, I got more to cover, but I'll tell one more story. Keep going. Um, You're good. yes, uh, an event in Ventura and the lady had an event she was attending with dogs and she went with a friend and while they were in the parking lot at 6am in the morning, the car started on fire and they were hurrying to get the dogs out. And it was very stressful, terrible. I can't imagine at six in the morning, who's going to be there. It was empty. Mm -hmm. And she's getting the dogs out and she's starting to really panic because it could blow up. And to, out of her vision to the right, 
all of a sudden a man shows up wearing boots. Well, background is Western, you know, she knows the boots first. But what she thought was odd is he was carrying with him um, kind of like bolt, bolt, bolt breakers, you know, like mm -hmm. big, like cutting branch tree. Big bolt tree cutters, yeah. Yeah, bolt yeah, yeah. cutters, is that what they're called? Yeah, and he walked bolt. over to the engine, lift the lid up, and cut free the battery that was on fire. And he said, you know, bend his head and he walked away. Well, she took a dog out of the back of the vehicle. When she looked up, she saw nobody. Wow. Nobody. Nobody was there. A middle-aged fellow with boots on. Tell that story to somebody. And, and sometimes we take for granted the small miracles around us. Mm -hmm. And I, I want to go to the next section of my little talk here. <clears throat> it's titled, um, If You Want a Miracle in Your Life, Be Prepared to Participate in, in Its Unfolding. Oh, my allergies. I was okay until the fella next door put the leaf blower out. Yeah. And that gets me every time. <clears throat> so I'm going to say it again. <clears throat> if you want a miracle in your life, be prepared to participate in this unfolding. And this is what's important. Be grateful for everything. Live your life in gratitude. Stop using I don't know what to do as an excuse to do nothing. Step out of your routine. I talk about this all the time. If you want to develop your intuition, step out of the pattern. Create a new pattern. Start trusting and say, should I do this or should I do that? Help others receive the miracles they're praying for. Do unto others as they would do unto you. Pay it forward because it comes back. Trust mm -hmm. in your higher belief system and your intuition. When life gets tough, tough beyond what we think we can handle on our own, we do reach out for miracles. We plead. And we often say, let this illness pass over me and my loved ones. Give me a way to provide for myself and my family. Bring me someone to love. Help me out of this situation. That's causing such intense pain. Protect my loved ones from harm they're subjecting themselves to. And that comes from an article written by J. Marie Novak. I do believe in everything she's saying. There, we do have Ten Commandments. And do unto others that do unto you. That's really, really great. If you're in service, you give to others, you, you take care of others, it does come back. And with that, that gratitude makes you humble because you're so grateful, not only just to be alive. And I've had many situations. I, I only gave you two good ones. I have others like the bad car wreck I was in and being attacked by a dog, you know, a couple of times. Could have got so much worse. Could have been. And for some reason, I guess I have a place now where I truly believe they just don't want me. <laughs> they just don't want me. And I'm going to be here as long as back, I'm here. <laughs> they keep throwing me back and I'm very humble with that you know and uh, life goes on I'm getting older and it says oh now what will I do because I don't get to leave I've had some surprisingly Char and I've talked about intuitives how yes. hard it is on our bodies and a book should be written everybody a book should be written um, we just let our life force 
um, blend with others to do this job. I do want to speak to one more thing. In all of our humbleness and pleading, whatever, I do believe there is a vibration to this, that we can pull to ourselves what we think we are deserving. Now, I don't want any written letters, please, please, please. I do love what I do, and I will continue for as long as my voice continues, which at the moment sounds terrible. <laughs> but most of the time it seems like it's working. And I think we need to say to ourselves, if you don't like the environment you're in, can we change it? Can you change your job? I don't want you to give up a big paying job, but if we're not happy in our hearts, how can you be happy with our lives? And I want to mm -hmm. stress that. Um, what I do is hard. It's not always 100%. But I look sometimes at the bigger picture. Can I, what can I do? Um, no life is without a purpose. No life is... Um, so fragile that it's wasteful. No, nothing like that. And we're all interconnected with not the word love, but by a vibration. And if you're happy, we connect. Um, I think there's something to be said about, and the word humble comes in, mm -hmm. that when you need help and you put it to the universe and a vibration of need, people will show up what they're meant to. At the expression that says, when the student's ready, the teacher will appear. And I do believe that. Now, I had a young lady, she and her husband in Sacramento, oh, that's so cute, ghost investigators. I looked at the picture of them with their son and I went, oh, I like them. And she wants to have coffee, she wants me to be, you know what, I have 10 minutes extra. <laughs> I just don't. And so I, you know, call me up and say, I could talk to you for four or five hours at a coffee shop. Oh, I would love to have you do that, but visit these cute little kids starting out. I shouldn't have said cute little kids. They're a very sweet couple. Thing is that we can only be stretched so far, everybody. Mm -hmm. So stretch out the energy and say, I would like someone to be a mentor to me, and that person will show up. Because that is a small M. If you truly believe um, in your divine purpose for being here, you will discover it. I may not know what you could say to yourself. I may not know what my divine purpose is here. But I'm waiting anticipation of knowing the path it should be on. And believe in that. It will be shown to you. Now, as far as people who lose children, I, I did die. My dear death experience <laughs> was at seven. And I was barely seven. I don't even know if I was a seven in one month. But I had my tonsils out. My mother gave me an aspirin before going to bed, and I bled out. So in the morning, I was just a rag. They got me to the hospital in time. But during that night, I had a nice lady greet me, talk to me. And I remember her being so much bigger than him. I am. I was a very small little girl. Can't believe it now, but <laughs> I mean, really, I was tiny. And uh, she, she was so pleasant. I don't have any idea who side of the family she was even on. And she wanted me to not go with her. She says, you see those two kids right down there? And I was looking down, and I could see these two children playing. She says, you have to be here for them. I had no idea what she was talking about. The next thing I know, my stepdad-to-be was carrying me to the car. And I, I, I'm not the kind of person that captures thoughts all the time. I don't have a lot of memories of childhood. I do remember being carried by, by John, uh, my sister Pamela's dad. And I remember thinking that, he was special 
Like, mm-hmm. you're carrying me. What do you carry me for? You know, like, I've just loved being helped by him. And he was always very fond of me. I think it was because uh, he took me to the hospital. I was out of school for about, well, I know it was a while. Kind of didn't help me, but it does. it is what it is. And people say, oh, yeah, that experience, how exciting. I go, it was very exciting. <laughs> but yeah, I do remember the lady. Huh? It goes. It goes back to what I said earlier. They wanted to keep you going because you you were going to have these children to raise. Had to be my own children or grandchildren, yeah. right? And that's I what they know. were showing you, yeah. And that's what they were showing you. And that that, that mm-hmm. was at that point that that was your 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 meaning for life to to move to move on. Well, at the and moment, it cry. certainly was. Yeah, I had to stay, but a seven year old has no concept of death. Seven year old right. doesn't understand. Oh, who are those people? Right. And, I, and it was like I was at a cloud or way high. And I, Shara knows this, uh, Berse, uh, Marconi, and I think we were on Busse, uh, let's see, I can't remember the street name, but we had a fountain in front. It was right across the street from um, uh, an elementary school at the time. And I remember this fountain. And these two little kids that I saw were in that fountain playing. And of course, it was the middle of the night. And I thought, Berseo Way, something like that. Anyway, and Marconi at Watt Avenue. And I remember thinking, what are those kids doing in the fountain? <laughs> and I remember looking at them with puzzlement. So a child is not, um, is not aware of death or but the, uh, but being, I was holding this lady, she had a white dress on, which is very common in the 40s and 50s, uh, 60s even. Um, I took it now I look back and her dress was long, not to the ankle, like mid-calf. And I think that was the look of the 40s. I never could see her face, but she was very pleasant. She held my hand and she pointed out to these two children. And I think, wow, I wish I had the new to look up and look at her face. You know, she was just so nice. That's I had it. a friend who had was a similar experience. Uh, oh, I don't really? remember if it was an NDE or she had had a... Uh, a very um, what do they call those dreams? Lucid dream. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. she remembers seeing a, a little boy about maybe two years old, and she remembers what he looked like clearly. Ah, and then she remembers waking like up it. in bed, in you know, in her body. And sure enough, within about two years, she had another baby, and it was a little boy. Oh, and this friend of mine had a real sharp mind, real sharp. And as the baby started to grow up. And hit its twos and threes. It occurred to her that it was the same child that was in this this vision she had. So she had near death experience, huh? Oh yeah, my. something like that. While she was sleeping. In her oh, while wow, she was sleeping. Yeah. She had. That's she um. Yeah. Oh, she had a vision while sleeping. It was a That's dream. That's why I'm not that sure if it was an NDE or she had a vision while she was sleeping. And I, I think, think I the think children. She was under a, yeah, she was under a lot of stress at that point oh, with her okay. husband and all this was going on and she had this dream and, and, and she saw this kid and she thought, well, am I going to have this kid or what, you know, what does this kid have anything to do with me? Cause mm-hmm, I, thought I already mm-hmm. have my daughter. And then as the kid started, when she had her baby and the kid started to grow up and look just like the kid, this vision she had. I do believe our children connect to us as to say, by the way, can I come now? Yeah. They do do that. I've had, I've had a lot. Huh? Miracles. You never know. Yeah. I would love to be able to sift through some of these 12, 
how many thousands of readings have I done in, since 2012 that I put on MP3s that I've recorded and have hard drives? Wouldn't that be fun to go through and just collect? I have amazing stories. It would be fun just like, well, clients. remember the dog, my, my uh, Maddie dog, when she passed away, remember I wasn't seeing her in all in dreams. I was real frustrated. Okay. I don't and you remember keep exactly. Going, no, yeah. you're not ready yet. She's going to come, but you're not ready yet. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, I said that. <laughs> finally had this dream and it was really weird. I was walking up and down the street looking for puppies. Looking for puppies? Looking for puppies. <laughs> and I okay. hear this voice okay. and I hear this voice say, look down. I'm going to be black and tan, and it's going to be me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I thought, that's the weirdest damn thing I ever did. The dog just talked to me. You know? And then sure enough, <laughs> and Marisa could vouch for this, sure enough, when we go out, the first picture is Gypsy I had. She looked cool. Like, you know, I, I, I give that. You know, it was Gypsy. Plus, plus my dad, you know, had our boat named that. So I thought that was kind of kind of weird there too another miracle you know what i mean because my dad <laughs> had named all of our boats gypsy gypsy rose and the cow goes oh by the way her name's gypsy and i went whoa so then we drive out there <laughs> and the first thing marisa said was oh my god she looks like maddie and there it was and they had named her gypsy rose and they named her gypsy yeah but but it's just gypsy. was maddie telling me in this dream going you're gonna see me you know, you're going to see a dog that looks like me, and that'll be me. Coming back. And then back. you go out oh, there, and the first thing Marisa says is, oh, my God, she looks like Maddie. Going to have her. So I know. Have put our arms up. I'd like to make every have homework. I'd like you to really think of your lives. And how mm -hmm. many close calls have you had? Char and I could probably keep you busy for another hour listening to our story. Well, I could write I mean, books really about amazing. my close calls. Hell, yeah. <laughs> I, I was an idiot. I, I, <laughs> I didn't say that. I'm I don't want to say that. I'm still an idiot, but that's okay, yes. We all have stories and we sometimes don't remember them. We don't give it credit for the small M's that happen in our lives. And I know looking in the room, um, a couple of people, in fact, there's someone missing that um, that has had miracles in her life. Someone's not in the chat room. And I think to myself how lucky they are to be here the synchronicitous situations that happen that save their life. Is that a small M or a large M? What's their path in life? Is there a servitude there? And um, I've had a lot of fun talking about this. I, I did start well, uh, researching and thought, what am I talking? What am I? For the people laughing out there about me calling myself an idiot, last <laughs> week I had another idiot moment. I, was, I still have Christmas lights in my bushes because of the storm. So I'm getting those out slowly. You know, for the stuff, some of them weren't working, so I'm plugging them in to test them. And the idiot that I am, I had I had a full roll of like sixty of or a hundred of them, and I laid them on my lap and I plugged them in, and all of a sudden you hear zzz, pop, right when smoke comes out of them. That's oh, an idiot moment. <laughs> she wants to live so badly to do this project here, and yet she electrocutes herself in the front yard. Oh my god, I'm an idiot. Yes, sure. What am I going to do? <laughs> That's my last oh, week. Geez. I told you guys about my back issues. That's why my mother was so happy because I couldn't go hiking and suffer like I used to in climbing. But yeah, I'm an idiot. It's all good. <laughs> I don't know what to think about this. But anyway, I was um, overwhelmed with the topic because I thought it'd be easy to talk about our stories 
and right. maybe someone in the room could t bring it up. But then I thought to myself, in the contents of our, um, those of us who were brought up in the Christian religion, I thought, big M's, little M's. Right. I mean, how come people don't get the miracles when they have a child that's sick? I was in that Pharaoh's ice cream parlor, and I didn't finish the topic that I was. I wanted to make my point oh, <clears> with yeah. it, that I did get to leave. And when I checked out, if anybody had been in that Pharaoh's ice cream parlor, you remember we, you come in and you leave. The cash register when we left was on the right. And I All do the remember candy. the two yes. kids that were standing there. And to the left were the picnic tables. And 22 people got killed that day by the plane that took off across the street. And sh I don't know what happened, but it couldn't lift off the ground. And it crashed into the ground and skidded right into Pharaoh's ice cream parlor and killed the people. And it was a birthday party and picnic tables there, wooden picnic tables. And I remember looking at them and I thought, oh, you know, mom, I'm a mom. And I thought, oh, that's so fun. And yet I had this dread. And of course, I was thinking that something happened to my, my husband, Larry, sure. at home. Because that was the only thing I could think of. Well, years later, I was on a radio show doing something. and I got a letter of a very distressed woman. She says, why didn't you tell somebody? I didn't know what it was. No yeah, one showed me. Well, you have no yeah, clue. universe didn't show me. What was I to say? Oh, I have a feeling I have to leave. Why everybody might be in jeopardy. And what was terrible, it was just so many children got killed. But she was an identical twin, and her twin got killed. Well, she you know when, has missed that twin all these years. When you think about what you went through, it makes me think of it. You know, granted, we've had some crappy politicians come through, you know, presidents and all this other stuff. But imagine the president. Careful, careful. <laughs> Go ahead. Every day, that, every day, no matter who the president is, okay, guys? And I know whether you hate the guy or you, you don't like the guy, they have those decisions to make. They get a big thing on their desk that talks about threats to the United States. Now, the question is, do they start, like with you, do they start a panic over something they're not sure about, you know, happening? Or do they let it go? What's the choice there? Yeah, that's a good question. Because if, if they can't, I mean, if he comes out and says, oh, by the way, because, you know, the air bases are here, right? Yeah, well, they used to be. By the way, the, 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 they're going to bomb McClellan. Let's get you guys evacuated. Then it doesn't happen. And everybody panics and they're out, you know, they're out doing their thing. Yeah. It, it, it's an, it's a no-win no situation, and you were in a no-win situation because you could feel the, the foreboding, but you didn't know what the foreboding was. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I really did, and, and my sister, we just got up and left. I grabbed my three-year-old, and she was very unhappy. She wanted to finish ice cream, and I couldn't. Almost to the point of getting nauseous. It was like a terrible this. feeling. I'm going to post this, Sarah, so Nancy can read it. Here's one for you. Show. There you go. The night before 9-11, my mom had a dream that she was helping people out of a building. Right? Wow. I love that, Sarah. You just never know. What are you going to do with thing. that? What are you going to yeah, do with the information? Do, yeah, what are you going to do with the information? That's what I mean. It's so hard, you know, to, to, to spread that information because you can cause a panic, too. And Yeah. But Nancy mm. was reaching out Sarah. hard space. Yeah. What's that? You were between a rock and a hard space because had you said something at Pharaoh's, you would have either people would have either turned on you and told you you were full of baloney, or they would have taken off running and it would have been horrible. 
know, it so. would have been terrible if someone got injured because I said something could happen. Right, right, and, and then it didn't happen. Well, I've told yeah. this story before, and I will, I'll tell it again. <clears throat> I was a supervisor. See, was I a supervisor at this point? Um, I might have been. Anyway, I went oh, to visit a clerk in a, a telephone. Hand over hand, she woke she up exhausted. Yeah. Anyway, well, I was working for a telephone company. Yes. Let me finish the story. Working yeah, for a ahead. telephone company, eleven seven ninety five Street, Auburn, California, in front of Auburn Faith Hospital. And mm -hmm. I was in the building one end. I went to the other end and told, took some papers to someone in an office. And she was a, a friend, dear, dear friend, and she still is. And I went to leave and something pushed me back to her, like getting pushed like this. And I remember standing in front of her, and of course the room was full of people, right? <laughs> and I said to her, there's going to be a death in the family, but it will be okay. And you are to take care of the paperwork. <clears throat> And I might have said something else, but that was it. What that night, her mother's sister hammered to death her husband, who was an abusive alcoholic. Whoa! Now, what do you, what am I supposed to do with that? Yeah, there's going to be a death in her family, and so she looked at me. And she was a little tiny. Yes, there is. Like, what am I supposed to do about it? Was it her son? Was it her husband that was going to die? She, we had no idea. And I just went, I don't know, I'm supposed to tell you that. And I left. Where's my responsibility with that? Right. So what happened, because it was a mother's sister, she was put in jail. There's no one to do the paperwork. Mother was distraught. So my friend buried the man, took care of the paperwork. The, the, the thing that I, I look back and I think about is, this is 1984. Mm -hmm. uh, I had my surgery in 87. Um, divorced in 88, got into this in 90 and left in 92. So it was really a long period of time before I got into Spirit of Grace Church to control this ability. And I remember thinking back, not only what was my responsibility, but what the word, what did the words mean? It's going to be all right. What does that mean? Mm -hmm. It will be all right because you're going to do the paperwork. But what about the man that was murdered? What about his wife? What would be all right that it was okay that he was going to get murdered? How could I not say, see if you can stop somebody from driving a car? Who would have thought the word murder would be involved? Mm -hmm. Where, where's our line of responsibility? Um, in all these years, I've only talked to a couple people that died within a couple of days. I, not naturally. And I'll never forget the couple that I was on Black Eagle Drive at White Avenue. So it must have been very early 90s. Very handsome couple lived off of La Riviera and Watt Avenue. And Char may be remember, she's pretty young at the time. Um, anyway, he had an appointment for Monday and he calls me up. He says, weekend's busy. Monday's going to be terrible. I want to come Friday. Oh, fine. Get, you know, they came over and it was a lovely, just, I just love people. They were just a lovely couple. And he, he had a house on the corner and Saturday morning gets up go to mow the grass and he took all the equipment out and he had all the stuff out and he heard this terrible noise well the family said that and unbeknownst to him two blocks over i guess a tanker truck gasoline tanker truck was out of control and it fell on its side and it skidded into the yard and crashed into their house and exploded and he was killed wow i look back the wife talked to me and this 
could all be found out. I don't know how you find something between 1990 and 90, December of 95. But I remember being summertime, I don't think I was in this business more than a couple of years, 92, 93. <clears throat> and, I, and the wife called me up to tell me what happened. And of course, I couldn't even speak at that point. And she says, it was really strange because we had all these questions about us. And you direct the whole session about me. You never talked about my husband involvement. Hmm. And I I wouldn't know that. Because when have people are readings from me, boom, 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 boom. I can't even boom, boom, boom. Rarely do I remember everything unless it's something that stands out because someone said something to me. It's hard. It's hard to capture everything. I had a young lady call me today. In fact, I'm waiting for you girls to call me and set something over the weekend. Um, the friends. And she said, do you remember me? And I go, <laughs> what decade did I talk to you? You know, how, how far back was it? And she did say something that reminded me because it was an unusual situation of money being buried type of thing. And I do, I do remember, but not everything she said. And it's hard to remember unless people see me over and over and I want to hear everybody's feelings. But sometimes I'll say something like, whoa, I said that and it changed her whole life. I said something and the children grew up to do what I said. No, I can't remember that. But I do remember saying to this woman, there will be a death and it's going to be okay. I remember talking to the woman and said, you, you call me and your husband got killed yesterday. I talked to you the day before. How come I didn't? know that well we're not supposed to know the day and hour and if it's something that has to happen we will get nothing i would think that a house being hit by a tanker truck and blowing up or part of the house would have been something i would have i would have picked up uh -huh. we cannot get what we're not supposed to know amazing absolutely amazing you never know with stuff ever yeah sarah said she had no idea what it was meaning her mother with the dream the next morning she saw it on the news and the light bulb went off in her head can you imagine how there's a lot of people coast to coast i listen to george nori whenever i can and his daughter had a dream of 9 11 explosions i never picked anything up and of course the the people that are against people like me say why don't you play the lotto or why don't you tell us that the big accidents happen? Right. If I could, if I would stop this man from mowing his lawn, mm -hmm. he wouldn't have been there. Absolutely. Well, listen, Sarah, it wasn't you, huh? Oh, the gal with the buried money. That's what Sarah wondered. Was that you? I don't believe it. Don't, not the right picture. The girl I was talking to is, has children your age. Anyway. But, um, okay. It's been a wonderful hour. It always is. <laughs> Entertainment. And Monday's show. Okay, here's the deal. Ray No Evil on Sunday I'm going to be reading. And for those of you guys that love the Ralph Ellis interview, the guy that talked about King Arthur's Roundtable, I'm going to be interviewing him for a pre-record on Sunday afternoon. And we're going to be talking about Mary Magdalene. So that's going to be kind of Ooh, cool. So, so that's coming back already? Well, no, I'm to, that's going to be a pre-record. So that's not going to hit for at least a couple of weeks. Because that, that oh. goes over the page. And when was he on the four sharp? Remind the audience. Last week, last week I had uh, the King Arthur thing on last Monday. But he's so so interesting. You get to have him back. Oh boy, this is a treat. Yeah, so that's going to be cool because a lot of people like them, and you know, I'm glad to have him back. 
So, but Monday, okay, Lori Ditto is going to be here. I've been trying to get her for like a month now. Lori Ditto is an evangelist seer. I find it humorous that she calls herself a seer. Let's just cut it down to nuts and bolts. You're a psychic. You know, seer is just a fancy <laughs> word. Come on. It's because you're an evangelist. Uh, I, I can't do that. She might be following me. I got to shut up. But I was saying, you know, seer, psychic, Aphrodite. Okay, same thing. Anyway, direct into. Like, I I thought I would like to be called direct intuitive because I didn't yeah. like the word psychic. Yeah. People didn't know what it was. <laughs> What's it directed to? It. <laughs> I'm psychic. Just get over. The it. The other thing that they like to be called is evidential medium. That's that's the latest ah. uh, high techy medium thing. Evidential medium. That. Uh, most people don't realize I was double blind tested, triple tested by Professor Gary Swartz, who comes on uh, coast to coast. And he has written several things up about me. In right. fact, I just got a book of another quote. And he called me an evidential medium because yeah. um, I proved my salt to well, him. Well, you know, Amy, what's your face? Is leaving the dead files. Oh, I do watch She's that. She's retiring from the dead files. And so. Another lady is going on, and the lady that's going on is supposed to be an evidential medium, so it should be interesting to see what, you know. Was it, is it Sarah also? Huh? Dead Files was Sarah also an evidential medium? Uh, I don't know if Amy was. I don't know if she was an evidential Oh, Amy, medium. sorry. I don't know. She might have been. But the evidential medium, I, remember- I guess so, because she went through with a blindfold on, which I always thought was cool, because I had a, I had a, uh, evidential, evidential medium on my team for a while. Well, you know, when you do readings with me or we do an investigation, I cannot see what you're doing right. or where you're standing. Yet well, I'm, ta- yeah. I'm able to tell that's you what the place cool. looks like. That's so a lot of times cool. I will have my eyes closed because I see clear. Yeah, yeah. So that's, yeah, that's like an evidential <laughs> medium mm-hmm. works. So, okay, getting back to Lori Ditto. Anyway, Lori Ditto has been on the Jim and Tammy show. <laughs> I got to laugh about that one. But I caught anyway. that. I got it. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. The Jim and Tammy show. That's okay. You know, shit happens. So I'm very excited to have her on. I've been trying to get a hold of her for months. And uh, what her thing is, is that as a seer, she's been to hell. She claims she's been to hell. And she's seen what hell looks like. And she's also been to heaven. So she's going to tell us both sides of, of her, her visions of hell and heaven on Monday night. That'll be a 6.30 p.m. show. That okay. would be an interesting show for me to share what my clients and I have seen. Yes, cue the crickets. Just yeah. Does. But anyway, yeah, so she's going to be here Monday, and then we'll be back at 6.30 for Rain No Evil and continue that book reading. Okay, the other announcement is, now, Susan, I know I, I owe you a class, and I, I, I'm aware of that. I was about to email you about it, and whenever you're ready, we can do the class, okay? That seems done as a, a side. I haven't forgotten about you. That being aside, next Saturday, not this Saturday, next Saturday I'm going to be teaching a protection class. This protection class is not like any other, like, you know, let's blow it through protection class. This is something to teach you how to protect your house, yourselves, mm-hmm. your cars, your pets, okay, your animals, not just dogs, but any animal you might have in the house. Could be a bear, I don't know. But uh, it's a class that will <laughs> teach you how to do all that. The and fish. To a second class. There's so much information out there that I didn't realize, you know, uh, as far as protection goes, because as a ghost hunter, you hear about this, this, and this. Well, I'm going to go so so deep in this. This is a two-hour protection class for that first class, and then there will be a oh. second class, which is going to go into other stuff like crystal, you know, real, real deep crystal uses and meditations for protection and different things like that. 
that I'm going to be teaching. But this first class is going to be 7 p.m. Pacific on on May 6th. And so it's, it's, it's a good deal. And uh, I think you guys will like what, what I have to offer this class because if you have animals at home, kids, whatever, you, you'll learn how to, how to protect them. All right. Or, if, or maybe somebody with negative energy comes into your house or you pick up negative energy when you're at the mall. It'll, it'll, I'll teach you how to get that energy off and away from you. So that, so uh, head on over to the California Haunts Meetup site. It's California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Meetup. And uh, we'll pop right up, check the calendar out. And it's there for next uh, a week from tomorrow. Okay. So I just want to get that out. Also, the Patreon site. Not many of you over there. You should go check out the Patreon site. Any video that we shoot ahead of time, because I know some of you work and it's sometimes it's hard for you to come and watch this show. Well, any video that I shoot ahead of time goes up on the Patreon two weeks before it even airs. In fact, I'm going to be editing Tinkerbell this weekend, so I should have her up Monday <laughs> or Tuesday over there. I love it. Sounds bad. I'm editing Tinkerbell. But yeah, so I'll have that up um, by Monday or Tuesday. So yeah, so you guys can see that two weeks before it comes out on YouTube. So it's kind of a plus plus. And I think Nancy, we'll have to talk with Nancy. And I'm going to try and get Nancy on next week sometime. And we can do an after hour show over there for people. You can ask Nancy all kinds of questions and stuff. Okay. So we're going to be able to do that. All right. Anyway, I'm done talking. And uh, it's hot in here. I should have turned the AC on before I came in here. Uh, and tomorrow's going to be another 90 degree day. And then it starts to go down again. We're even going to go down to 69. Four days of rain so. next week. Yeah. Yeah. Down to 60 epic. from 95. I can't Crazy. get the grass. I can't get the grass cut fast enough for, these, for, for the weather. You know, I need one of those miracles. I need an angel to come out and make it all stop. <laughs> but anyway, I will see you guys. Small on, M miracle. Yes, I will see you guys 6:30 p.m. Pacific on Sunday. But like I said, if you know if you're interested in that class, go over to California Haunts Meetup. I've also put a link of it in events, uh, Facebook events. So you guys <laughs> can check it out from there as well. But it's it's a neat class. Uh, the pricing on it's a lot lower than usual. I'm trying to cut this, cut the pricing back because I know people can't afford it. You know, food's costing enough money for people right now, so I decided to cut the prices down on these classes a little bit. So this uh, is an intro. Yeah, it's an intro. And you gotta remember, she'll be offering this to private people later on for a little bigger price. So right. you're getting a really good price, but if you want to order it later on, it will be more money. Right. So and I can only have ten people, so I have nine spots left right now of the class. So. uh Come on down, as they say. You should book early. All right, guys. I will see you Sunday, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. Thank you so much. And I'm Give us a thumb you up Facebook. if you liked it. Yeah, if I want to, yeah, please do. Uh, please, you know, if you're watching from Facebook, get that thumb up. If you're watching from YouTube, give me a, th give me a thumb up and a comment, you know, and that stuff. We want to keep everything going in the algorithm. And I'm real excited to say that our download numbers have, uh, we're 100 Easy. above where we were last month at this point. So I think we're going to be pretty Now, is that total or RSS feed? That is RSS feed right now. We are 100 above on our RSS downloads. Pretty cool. Wow. So people are listening to That's us. a we lot of two, people, everybody. We had 200 downloads today, which I just, it just boggles my mind, you know, that we would have that many. So I'm real excited about that. So the way it's looking right now, um, we're going to probably be two, two to 300 over and above where we were last month with downloads. And of course, oh yes, and of course, remember, if you haven't done so already and you're listening out there in RSS land and you want to, please hit that follow button on Facebook. You can follow me over at uh, Instagram, too. I'm Ghosty Gal. I'm all lowercase. Or over, head on over to our YouTube site. and that Subscribe. Would be, 
Yeah. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. That's youtube.com forward slash at California Haunts Radio. And subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. You know, we're looking for subscribers. I added the subscribe button on the banner. So all you have to do is look up and look at that subscribe thing. Just click on that bad boy. Okay. All right, guys. I will see you. And I hope you had a great time. I did talking with Nancy. It's always a great time talking with Nancy. And I'm going to leave. So I'll see you guys on Sunday. Bye. Bye, everybody. Good night.